Welcome to the Christian Wealth Podcast, where people come to learn what the Bible says about money, wealth, and business. Be inspired by some of the greatest Christian thinkers and commentators from around the planet. Enjoy this episode with your host, Alex Cook. Once again, we're chatting with Alex Cook from Wealth With Purpose, talking all things finances. Uh, Welcome back. Great to chat with you as always, Alex. Oh, look, uh, there's a couple of areas that people say we should avoid talking about, particularly at dinner parties. One of them is money. The other one is faith. And the other one is politics. We're going to completely mix those three together right now as uh, <laughs> as we kind of see how all of those intersect. Uh, now, this year is an election year. So, uh, look, I guess uh, we're here to talk about from a financial perspective. So let's start with how does an election year have an impact on our finances? Yeah, look, it has really an enormous impact and its flow-through effect to the general population. Um, you know, the policies that our politicians, you know, enact through legislation through our parliaments obviously has a big flow-through impact to people's daily lives. Um, and we see that in, in all sorts of things. Probably the, the one that we've spoken about this quite a bit over, over time is things like home ownership, but also the other big area for, for listeners will be superannuation as well. But if we think about, say, home ownership for the moment, um, many government policies, uh, and if you think about the rhetoric of most politicians, they all talk about wanting to make housing more affordable so that younger generations can get in. Uh, Unfortunately, many of the policies that they actually enact do the opposite. So, for example, one of the most common ones that's been around for quite some time now is the first homeowners grant, and that's designed to, you know, give people, young people, a bit of a, a boost into the market, a bit of a deposit. But really, all that happens is that money flows straight through to the vendor. You know, flows through to the person who's selling the property and makes house prices higher. So, uh, the policies that our politicians dream up and then enact as legislation do have a big flow-on effect um, to people's daily lives. And then, of course, as I said, um, and the one obviously we talk a lot about is superannuation and people's retirement savings. Um, superannuation, just for listeners, is a great vehicle for saving your money over the long term in a very low-tax environment. That's the great thing about super. It's a low-tax environment that you can take advantage of uh, to build your wealth. Um, but every year, gets tweaked. So we have the May, you know, not only got the election, but we've also got the May budget that comes out every year. And uh, that usually involves a lot of tweaking around superannuation. So financial planners like me have to keep up to date uh, regularly with all the constant changes in legislation. Um, But to me, the the big issue here is that politics uh, has a big flow through effect on economics. And of course, those economic policies uh, shape people's lives and they, they affect it both in the short term uh, and they affect it in the long term. And they can affect us collectively as a society. You know, if we start seeing interest rates uh, rise, then you're going to see, um, obviously, that's going to affect the cost of the, the debt that the government has to repay, as well as household debt as well. And we've seen that, you know, as interest rates start to tick up now. Well, look, obviously, a lot of Christians are going to be praying for this upcoming election for so many different reasons and in so many different areas. But from a financial perspective, uh, what are some of the things that we should be praying for leading into this election? Yeah, look, I think, you know, it is so important that we pray uh, for righteous leaders in this country and particularly pray for policies that enable human flourishing. In other words, we want policies that really benefit as many people in our society as possible, that they 
they enable people uh, to take personal responsibility for their finances, uh, to be able to work hard to provide for their families and get ahead. You know, there are many societies around the world that people are, if you like, trapped in poverty. They can't get out of it. They can't earn enough to get out and so forth. So politics, unfortunately, or fortunately how you look at it, is can have an enormous flow-through impact uh, into people's lives and into their ability to flourish and their ability to get ahead and to provide for each other's needs. And one of my big concerns in Australia is we've been moving towards this trend for many, for many, many years. It's not just a new thing. Towards bigger and bigger government, more and more intervention, and less and less freedom, and particularly less and less economic freedom. Of course, there are other freedoms as well: freedom of speech, freedom of association, all those kind of things. But just purely economically, we're moving towards bigger and bigger government, where government tells you, you know, and you see this across all many industries. As a financial planner, I've got clients working in all sorts of different industries, and the common complaint is the excess of regulations in their particular industry. And that, when you get that regulations, um, whilst the general public thinks, oh, that's good, we're trying to protect people from, you know, bad behaviour, the reality is those legislation and all those rules come at a huge cost and someone has to wear that cost and it takes away from the prosperity of our society over the longer term. Uh, and of course, politics is where world views are expressed, you know, whether it's, you know, the extreme sort of communist view or capitalist view and all these different, uh, you know, economic uh, and political persuasions. Um, and as Christians, I, I don't think we should be buying to any of the isms, right, whether it's capitalism, socialism, etc. We shouldn't be buying to any of those man-made theories. Rather, we should be saying, looking at each policy on its individual merit and saying, will this enable our society, our society to benefit, to grow and to flourish? That's how, as a Christian, I think we should, uh, should be looking at it, um, rather than just buying into some of these, you know, man-made uh, mantras that we hear so often in the media. And do you see, because we do hear a lot of uh, reactions to isms uh, from Christians on all fronts, you know, the, the fear of socialism or Marxism or even, you know, the, the fear of capitalism. So, uh, I mean, I guess, should we be fearful or should we just be heading into this with prayerful confidence? Oh, look, I think, as you say, we should be heading with prayerful confidence. Um, I do think we need to be, uh, uh, if you like, aware and aware of the impact of these things, but also look at it through the lens of the Bible. One of the things that has sort of concerned me in the church world is I think there is a lot of ignorance around what the Bible actually says on various economic issues and the role of government in our lives. So... For example, one of the, the common ones is, and you see this across our society in general, is when there's a problem in our society, you know, and let's say whether it's refugees or whether it's, you know, the homeless or all these things, the, the common response is the government must do something. The government should do more, etc. That's a common sort of mantra. Um, and I think as Christians, we should actually look at many of these issues quite differently and say, what can we as the church do solve these problems. So in other words, rather than looking to the government to solve our problems and our, our broader societal issues, we as believers have the answers in Scripture and we can meet those needs. You know, to me, poverty, which is obviously a global problem, is an issue that can be addressed by the church. Um, and obviously we can pray for policies that allow human flourishing to occur and to lift people out of poverty, but we as believers should be at the forefront of lifting people out of poverty and 
setting some policies that will enable that, but also taking action with our own, with our, the money that God gives us, uh, with the businesses that we have, and all those resources, so that we are the ones that are doing something about poverty, rather than the sort of default position, I think, now that in the West is that, um, oh, the government should do more. The government, you know, whenever there's a crisis now, whether it's COVID or anything else, the, the government should do something. And to me, actually, no, it's the church that should do something. The church that should respond. And the church that has the answers and much more sustainable, long-term, uh, biblical solutions to our society's problems rather than all the various isms that uh, the secular world buys into. Mm-hmm. Well, certainly a lot of uh, challenges there and a lot uh, to think through as well. As always, uh, Wealth With Purpose is here to help. So uh, how, how can you guys help? Yeah, look, our, our passion is helping people to be financially healthy, you know, regardless of the environment they find themselves in. And so I'd encourage people to jump onto our website, wealthwithpurpose.com. And uh, on there, lots of free resources and tools just to keep building up your knowledge um, and biblical wisdom around what the Bible says about money. And so, uh, yeah, encourage people to jump on there and, uh, yeah, surf, surf through it. There's lots of content there that will really help you uh, to flourish uh, individually and also to help your, your family and your loved ones as well. Excellent. Well, we've been chatting with Alex Cook. Thanks for joining us once again, Alex. My pleasure. Thanks, Aaron.